Well, again, good morning. Um, happy you're here today on this, on this Wednesday. We have with us today Jake Larson. So Jake, uh, for those of you who may not know, Jake has recently been hired on as our worship arts associate. So he's working with our spiritual formation team and um, working with our, our, student, uh, our, our student worship teams and, 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 other, and other things as well. We'll get into that a little bit. But Jake, I'm happy you're here. Thanks for being here. Um, not only here today, but like here. Yeah. First thing you got to do is turn the mic on. I should know that I'm an audio guy. But you, are, you are an audio guy. Thanks. That was really funny, actually, yeah. for me. <laughs> <laughs> I got mine to work. I don't know, but whatever. It's okay. So would you, would you tell us about yourself, Jake? Like, what's your background? Tell us about your, your family. Um, what's your career path been like up until this point? Yeah, that's good. Uh, I'll just start by introducing my family. So if you got that slide... Uh, over here, you can see one of those is me. I think you guys can figure that out. And then my wife, Sarah, uh, we've been married, well, coming up on 10 years here in January, which is crazy. Yeah, she's been through a lot of things with me and super thankful for her. Um, and then our two kids there, there's Killian, who has the dump truck. He is a character, if you can't tell. Uh, and then he's three and a half right now. And then Sylvie is our daughter there, and she's just a little over one. So that's my family. It's great and crazy, all the things that go along with that. Um, so yeah, my journey up until now. Well, I'll just kind of start maybe with uh, North, Northwestern. Uh, so I, I was kind of brought here through the Lord's leading. Um, during high school, I was, you know, everybody's looking for schools, and I really wanted to do music, and I applied to this one school um, and couldn't afford to go there, and then through the, God, like, God's providence, he kind of, uh, I, we prayed, I'll just try and sum this up, we prayed um, for God to, like, provide for me specifically um, to be able to afford to go to school, um, and I uh, I couldn't go to this one school because it was too expensive, so then I applied at a bunch of different ones, and uh, Northwestern seemed to be a good fit, um, and we got the financial aid package back, and uh, basically I needed like $5,000 for that next year in order to attend here, and the, we prayed that night, and the next day in the mail, uh, I found out that I got a scholarship for $5,000 a year um, for the next four years, which basically paved the way for me to come to Northwestern, so it felt like, okay, God's hand is here and leading me to this point. Um, I studied music here at Northwestern. Um, I was a music min major um, and really, really enjoyed my time, spent a lot of time getting to know uh, certain professors and mentors and built relationships with friends that I still have today. Um, so at launching from Northwestern, I had like a super long uh, interview process in my last semester of my time here that was going to lead to a worship leading job. And in the last week of that um, process, the person who was going to be hiring me actually went and moved to a different church. Um, so I didn't get that job, and it kind of kind of changed my trajectory as far as um, moving into worship and what that looked like. So um, post-college, uh, I painted houses for a while and did some odd jobs and then actually ended up back here at Northwestern in AV Services, um, which is a department on campus that does like classroom technology and stuff, if you don't know that. Um, worked here for about a year or so and then 
year and a half, I think, and then jumped into uh, freelance music um, work. It was like a big leap for me at that time. So started leading worship and playing guitar at churches um, here in the cities, and then over the course of the next four or five years, kind of uh, worked my way from being on the stage and leading towards the production side of things. Um, and so moving into music production, uh, writing music for TV and film, uh, doing live events, working in front of house, um, back there being a sound guy, doing stuff in film, like boom miking, uh, a wide variety of freelance work. So that's kind of my background generally uh, and where I've found myself. And then that's kind of led up to this fall. So I don't know if you have any specific things you'd like me to talk about you, or touch on there. I love it. I love I love to see the, the points at which God has really moved you into the next thing yeah. based on circumstances or whatever. That's totally. Yeah. Can you can you just do all of us a favor and talk? I know maybe you maybe you plan to, maybe you didn't, but can you tell us about um, the music you do, like where we can find it if we want to listen. Yeah, and... totally. Uh, so my wife and I have a project uh, together. It's called Sievers, S-Y-V-E-R-S. It's my middle name. That's where that it's, comes from. It's so, y'all are so good. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Darren. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, uh, just part of being a Christian and being creative, um, I think is super worshipful. So for me, I think that's that's kind of like the inspiration of whatever, and people have different ways of doing that, um, trying to get to the thing. Uh, yeah, we started that, like, back in post-college, and it's kind of grown and been a little project, but that's been, honestly, a, a launching point in many ways for some of these career options and jobs. So, like, Sarah and I were doing music, and then a relationship we built with like a music producer, someone we were recording with would open up other work in other areas or building relationships um, in the creative world that you'd get asked to do things that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't started that project. So I think God has used that both for ourselves and like our creative um, energy uh, just to like share things that are going on in our life, but also then branch us into the community and um, yeah, launches into other things, so. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, uh, new release out last Friday, too. Yeah. Fresh, fresh music. Yes, we Severs. just we put out a single on Friday. It's called Sweetheart. I wrote it for our daughter. Um, just becoming a parent is really crazy, and uh, it's hard to explain all the things that you learn and you experience when you have a kid or, a, yeah. So that one, you can check it out on Spotify if you want, but it's basically just like, the, the lyric is, sweetheart, you are loved just like that. And that's the entirety of the song, and it goes through. But that's the message I want our kids to know, that they don't need to be anything different than they are, um, that they're loved from the moment that they enter this world. So, yeah. That's beautiful. I love that. Well, Jake, I, I don't want to scare you, but I have some questions here. And we haven't prepared this in advance, but they're, they're sort of like get-to-know-you questions. Okay. You know, they're fun. They're meant to be fun. They'll be fun for me. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you ready for this? Let's maybe, do it. maybe we can like rapid fire these or, you know, wherever that goes. First question Would you rather, would you rather explore space or the oceans? Huh. Uh, space, for sure. 
oceans, being underwater for that long, it's just too scary. <laughs> I'd Amen. rather be space. Amen. I hear you. Um, if you made the tastiest sandwich ever, what would be on that sandwich? The tastiest sandwich ever. Uh, hmm. That's that's hard. <laughs> it's not hard for me. I mean, but what what's your answer? <laughs> that's not where I was going. Salami would play a key role oh for gosh. me in that sandwich. Is it hot or cold? Uh, for me? Yeah. Salami? Yeah. It would be a cold sandwich. Okay. Yeah. Gosh, that's that is super hard. Uh I don't know if it's the tastiest one ever, but I do like a breakfast burger with like peanut butter and cheese, bacon, you know. Okay. All the things. All right. You took that to a whole new level, and I respect that. I respect that. I like that. I really like that. Yeah. What's (laughs) What's your favorite thing to do on a rainy day? Oh, man. Well, whether it's raining or sunny out, I'm... I really like to make music, so usually I'm doing that. But uh, hmm. usually when it's raining, it's like lo-fi beats and a cup of coffee. It's just like you just sit there. <laughs> That's pretty great. Thanks, man. Thanks, Josh. <laughs> yeah, that sounds that sounds chill. I like that. I like that. What's your favorite smell and why? Ooh, favorite smell. Well, coffee is definitely one of them. Uh, I'm actually pretty particular, so there's probably more things I don't like than things I do like as far as scents go. Like, I hate the scent of orange. Oh. Just not my thing. You don't like orange? Yeah. Most citrus things, it's just not for me. But my favorite. See, this is a hard thing about, like, I don't have a lot of hard, like, yes, this is the best (laughs) thing ever. It's so situational. So (laughs) I'll leave you with that. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, would you rather live in an igloo or a treehouse? Treehouse? Yeah. I hate cold. I don't know why I live in Minnesota, <laughs> but I do. <laughs> I hear you. Okay, okay. So if you had to be one age forever, what, would you, what age would you want to be? Huh. huh. That's a good question. Uh... Maybe 33. Uh, I think that's, like, right, the age of perfection. Like, Jesus' ministry was completed at 33 or whatever. (laughs) So that's probably the perfect age, (laughs) correct? Okay. Yeah, I like that. No, but for real, I think somewhere in the, like, 30 to 40s, so you're not, like, uh, you have more perspective than you did in your 20s, but you're still young enough that uh, maybe your back doesn't hurt as much when you get out of bed and... Stuff like that. Yeah. No, I get that. I get that. Okay, last question. Um, well, last rapid-fire question. What Bible story would you like to be a part of? If mm. you were there, if you were living it? Huh. Honestly, I would probably pick the flood because that is the story. <laughs> like, that's the story I, I struggle with the most like, in Scripture, so, like, to see the perspective of, like, I don't understand God, but, like, can you show me, so. You know, you know how that turns out for most everybody, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's cool. All right. 
I don't know. All right, that's cool. That's good. Um, <laughs> thanks for that. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> you mentioned coffee. Yeah. I, you know, I, one of my things, I love to hear people talking about things they're passionate about. And I know you happen to be, would it, would it be fair to say you're a coffee connoisseur? That's, like, that's, that's maybe farther than, uh, I don't know. Okay, there's just a spectrum of coffee and oh, enjoyment, sure. right? I was, so, so was going to ask, can you spend you know, 60 seconds, teach us about coffee? Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, man, this is a tough one. Uh, so, you're right, there's like, you've got like your instant coffee, your Folgers, your like McDonald's, your Dunkin' Donuts, your Caribou, Starbucks. Dunbros kind of stuff, and like all those is, are on a spectrum. Right? I, I was gonna say, I feel like you're creating like a, a yeah, it's a, a continuum. somewhat of a yeah, a continuum of how particular you are. Um, Folgers is, uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, there's a place for it. It's not for me, but there are people who like that. Uh, and then there's like into specialty coffee world, like Dogwood, Spy House, Blue Bottle, or whatever. And I'm more in this area. I wouldn't say I'm like way on here, but you know, in the 80% or whatever on this side. Um, yeah, there's just so much in coffee and anything that you really love and you dig into, you just learn all the like particulars. So like coffee can taste so different based on the region it's from or the fermentation process or the roasting process. And I think a lot of people that don't like coffee probably, you know, just had it at a diner or drank their parents' coffee with a gallon of creamer. And, you know, that's just their experience. So I would encourage people, if you're interested in coffee, try something over on this side because there's coffee that tastes super fruity or floral or nutty or whatever, and there's all these different, like, notes in between. So that's, yeah. That's incredible. That's incredible. <laughs> um, I knew you, I, I don't think that was 60 seconds, but I'll forgive you for That's that. Good. That's good. okay, yeah. Or if you want to be really weird, you could do the, the Kopi Luwak, which is like the cat eating the coffee bean and pooping it out and then making coffee from that bean. It's kind of a meme. That's a thing? Look it up. It's totally a thing. You said a cat? Yes. I don't... Kopi Luwak. It's super weird. Check it out if okay. you're interested in super weird coffee. All right. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, for, thanks, thanks for sharing about that. <laughs> um, well, could you? Sh <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to turn hard from there. Turn, yeah. yeah. Uh, can, <laughs> can you? <laughs> okay. Can you share a little bit about the worship arts associate role? Like, how would you explain that? You know, what it is and what you do. Yeah, uh, man. So I think. Well, I'll just say, I think we're defining a little bit of what that looks like since previously there were two people in this position that split the role, and now it's combined into one, and it's just one person. Um, but essentially, uh, I'm overseeing the Worship Arts Collective and the general worship experiences that we're um, providing on campus and um, overseeing the student leaders that facilitate those spaces. So I'm equipping them, trying to help uh, provide what they need with charts and the administrative stuff, making sure technical details are passed along, and then hopefully providing some sort of guidance um, for, yeah, what it looks like to lead worship and what contextually makes sense in this space and um, where we're going. So there's like that kind of piece, but then I think there's like this overall like worship culture building that I'm excited to do here and I think is an important part of my role of like 
Okay, Northwestern is a Christian school. It's not a church, um, which is different. And I think our rhythms and what worship looks like corporately might be different than what happens on a Sunday morning. Um, and I think I'm excited, and we're, we're, we've been talking, having some conversations about that. So I'm hoping that my role can help define that and have more on-ramps. Um, because worship is uh, so much more than just, like, corporate worship is one piece of worship, but worship is such a larger piece that um, most people do on a day-to-day, -day, right? Like you spend an hour on Sunday or sometime during the week, maybe listen to worship songs, or you attend a worship night or something, but the majority of your time outside of that isn't in corporate worship spaces. So um, my role on top of facilitating the corporate worship is also maybe providing ways in which people can get creative about what worship looks like here at Northwestern. So, yeah. Yeah, I like that. I love that. So, so yeah, so to your point, worship is, is more than what we maybe think of it at first. When we, when we hear the word worship, I know my mind tends to go to even, you know, into, into the music realm of things. Yeah. So, like, so, like, kind of peel back a couple more layers there. So, like, how would you define worship, and, and how, does, how does that definition, like, impact your view of, of what your, your job is here? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, one of the things I learned here at Northwestern and have uh, learned to experience in my own life is like worship is a 24-7 thing. So you're always worshiping something and um, you, you can be worshiping Jesus while doing your work, while studying, while... Um, grieving the loss of a loved one while struggling with your faith, while walking through the highs and lows of life. Uh, worship is constantly happening. So for me, entering into this role and thinking about, like, how do we express worship here? I want to equip all of our students, not just the ones who lead music on campus, to figure out what worship looks like on a day-to-day -day basis in their life. Like, if you're a biology major your worship experience more regularly is going to look different than a music student or a nursing student or whatever other majors are here. You know, there's 100 or whatever. So um, worship in that sense uh, happens more consistently and is outside of the corporate context. That being said, there is the corporate context of worship with music and um, things that we can do all together to worship God and connect with God. Um, it's just hard to, like, you know, do a lot of things corporately. So the vessels for which we worship together are maybe smaller than the things we can do individually. But I think we put a higher emphasis on the corporate more than we do on the, like, individual, which is honestly more of the time that we spend and on the topic of with that we've been going through this semester, like learning that you don't need to just stop your life to like be in a worshipful mindset or to be worshiping God. Like you can worship God on a bike ride or on a run or on your sports team by doing the things he's made you to do, um, coming from a place of desire to glorify him. But the idea that you have to be like, Thinking of God actively for it to be worship, I think, is false, if that makes sense. Like, you can't think about God all the time and then also be thinking about solving a math problem. Like, 
those two things just like you don't have brain space. We kind of only focus on one thing at a time. So we have this like dichotomy that like my, I think you talked about this in your chapel talk, like here's the little slot for my time with God and here's the like time that I'm focusing on other things and we try and fit God in and around. But like God is in that and worship is happening in that. And I think helping us all to like find what that is is part of what I'm excited about doing in this role, so. Yeah, it's kind of like exploring together what it means when, when, when Paul says, pray continually, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. That is such a, it's such a mystery to me. It's a beautiful mystery, uh, what that really looks like to walk out. Yeah. I yeah. appreciate your words on that. Um, so can you share with us a bit of your, you know, kind of your God story? You touched on it a little bit as you, as you kind of yeah. talked about the signposts of your life and how it moved you from place to place. But talk about how God has moved in your life and, and how has he gotten your attention as you look back at your life's journey? Um, what are some of the important things he's taught you? Yeah, man, a lot of stuff. Um, so I grew up in a Christian home and um, I feel like my parents taught me what they knew of their relationship with God and they're wonderful people. But like any home, there's always gaps in things that you either pick up from them or misinterpret or um, everyone's got their family of origin stuff. So my experience of God early on in life was uh, I went to like Christian school and went to church like every Sunday. Um, up until high school, I went to a Christian school. So most of my like experience was like memorizing Bible verses and like reciting the catechism because I was a, a Lutheran at the time. Um, and like my connection with God was mostly academic, and I think that's a hard thing, especially in Christian institutions, to separate, like we, we get stuck in like God is this thing we learn or this thing we can get an, an A in. Um, and that was my experience growing up where like I checked the box of, okay, I memorized this Bible verse and I got an A, and then I'm gonna forget it because the whole point of this was not me to learn and have that truth sink in, it was to check off the box so that I can get an A, so that hopefully one day I can get a good scholarship and go to school or whatever that thing is. Um, so that's kind of where my faith started. And then God uh, intersected with me in high school um, with a friend that uh, just had a huge influence on me. So I was, my junior, junior year of high school was a pretty dark time. I was just like super lonely and kind of had a bunch of different friend groups that didn't really know where my place was. Um, but I had this one friend uh, who went to a different church than the one I went to. And uh, I'm, we were like recording worship songs together because I knew a little bit about recording at the time. And she would just like share her life with me and was just telling me like, you know, sometimes I play worship songs in my room and just like sing to God on my own time. And I was like, you're crazy. Like I, I only ever do this when it's Sunday morning because that's when my mom makes me get up and go to church. So um, it was just a whole new perspective. And then uh, she introduced me to the book Crazy Love, which I don't know if you've read, but Francis Chan's book, super transformational in my understanding of God and um, his heart for his people. So that kind of started this process of like removing this like gap of like God as a box to check off or, like, a God to appease and, like, a God that was interested in my life and a God that was um, active in w what I was doing and in all of the ups and downs and emotions and um, 
difficulties. So that brought me to Northwestern. And while I was here, um, I mean, Northwestern's a unique place. Uh, there's things that are really great, and there's things that are hard, depending on how you're wired. And um, But over through that, like, it was super cool. Like, when Drew was here, was it last week only? Yeah, like, for him to come back, he was such a consistent, like, mentor presence in my life. And I think I would encourage you, like, if if you have people here or you don't, like, find someone, a professor, someone on staff that, like, you can connect with who is further along in the journey because uh, the majority of my growth happened through other people that God used to speak in who have, like, been through things that I was going through at the time and have the perspective of, like, years of experience and wisdom to be like, hey, I know it feels crazy right now. I know your world is like this. It's okay if you keep walking. Like, God is with you, and I'm with you, and you have a support system, and that community that's here at Northwestern um, can be such a great thing. And those, like, relationships have continued out and um, provide that base system and support. So, um, things that God has taught me, I think for sure, like, if, if you are isolated, your journey with God is going to be severely impacted and you're kind of in an echo chamber. So you don't have the perspective of other people that maybe think differently or have more wisdom. Um, so I would say that's number one thing is like stay connected to people uh, in God's community. And yeah, yeah, I'll just, I'll just stop with that for now. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. Talk about, I know you have, and you sort of touched on this as you were talking about the role and, and everything, but can you, can you share what, what are your hopes? You know, what are your hopes for the Northwestern community, for us, you yeah. know, in terms of as it relates to worship, as it relates to spiritual formation? Yeah, man. Um, I think there's just a lot of potential here at Northwestern for uh, students to lead or uh, initiate new expressions of worship or get creative and get outside of the box. Um, I think we as a people are easily drawn to just doing what has always been done. And I'm kind of an out-of-the-box thinker. And I think uh, God moves in fresh ways when people start to think and stop waiting for someone to give them permission to do something new, um, but just, like, seek the Lord or think differently about, oh, maybe this is a way that I can worship God that I haven't seen anybody else do, and that's that's cool. That's fun. Um, I'm excited for, like, building connections between departments, um, building relationships between, like, the spiritual formation department and all of the different expressions of worship through music and the sciences and engineering and um, all of the spaces on campus. Um, I think the more we can connect and relate, the more, like, we can learn about the fullness of God and his heart in those different spaces. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that's great. I, I would love, uh, yeah. Can you share, like, so... For us, who, when we come to chapel, you were talking about kind of diverse expressions and yeah. broadening the experience to, to make it look different than it, than, it, than it tends to. So, like, for us, what would be your advice for when, when we come to chapel and we encounter something that's different, something yeah. that's new, or 
um, something that's, uh, I haven't experienced that quite like that before. What would be your encouragement for us as we experience those new forms of, you know, those expressions of worship? Yeah, that's good. Uh, definitely, I mean, lean in as much as you're able to um, and ask questions. So I think a lot of times we can write something off or we make a judgment call right away versus being curious about like, okay, maybe that didn't land the way I would have hoped on myself or like that wasn't executed super well or man, that's weird. I don't feel like that's maybe biblical or something. Um, and I think if you stay in the game of asking questions, um, you will learn something. Whether or not what actually happened is something you agree with, you can still like grow closer to God in that questioning. So um, don't isolate yourself from that stuff and don't be like, ah, I'm just going to like put some distance between me and people that are different than me. I think like leaning in, uh, whether that's meeting with myself or you or another staff member on campus or talking with your friends, um, like have those discussions and then challenge one another because iron sharpens iron, right? Like the only way we can grow and have new perspectives is by having our current perspectives challenged. Um, and that's what makes us uh, wiser and more patient and more understanding. Um, and Northwestern is kind of in a bubble, right? Like, we have this community, and it's really great. And then for myself, my experience of, like, leaving is like, well, the world is very different, and things that I learned here, um, or the culture that I learned here, there are a lot of different ideas <coughs> outside of these walls. <coughs> and how do I engage with that? Like, am I... Am I able to hear different ideas and perspectives and not be defensive, but also not just change my perspective all the time, like holding my beliefs here, but still like being open-handed and like, I don't know, I could be wrong. I could learn something new, stuff like that. So, I love that. It's such a posture of humility, which, which we know Jesus um, exemplifies and teaches us, and I think that's important. I love that. Thanks for sharing that. So in the last minute... Um, Parting shot. Leave us, leave us encouraged um, or challenged. What would you like to say just as, as we finish up here this morning? Yeah, man. Uh, uh, yeah, I think just when I look back at my time in Northwestern, I would just say, like, don't take this time for granted and don't miss what's happening right now because uh, the more perspective you get later down the road in your life, like, you don't get to come back and repeat this. You know what I mean? Like, you only have one year of 20, and then you only have one year of 21. So, like, embracing the season you're in and getting the most out of it is only going to set you up for success. So, like, thinking about building habits in your life now for, like, when you're a parent or when you're working 40 hours a week somewhere else um, or maybe when you're wanting to create something, whatever, like, nobody's going to give you permission to start that morning routine or to, you know, not watch Netflix or binge a show for eight hours. Like, that stuff you have to decide that you're going to do. And you can start that now, and it's only going to set you up for success. So I just say lean into this time because you have way more free time than you think you do right now. And, um, like, you can use this to just have an amazing future. Yeah.
there's a lot more to that. So if you want to chat, I'm around. So, yeah. Well, Jake, thanks so much for being here. Guys, could we give Jake a round of applause and just a thank you? Appreciate that. Have a great day, everybody.